Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Beer and Money. I am Ryan Burklow. And I'm Alex Collins. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about why room for error is the most important factor of long-term financial success. Yeah, this will be an interesting, fun topic when we're going to bring out some stories and go go through it. And so the, the takeaways is, is understanding what we mean by that and then three places to put money to prepare for that. But before we dive into that, Alex, what are we drinking today? Uh, today, we are drinking Rubens Summer IPA. This is the, that kind of traditional citrusy IPA that's just amazing for a hot summer day when you're out in the sun. Um, it does pack a little bit of a punch at six and a half. Uh, the IBUs clock in at 50. Yeah, so uh, I was at the grocery store this past weekend and uh, I noticed my local Safeway actually started ca- carrying a lot more local craft brew. And this one caught my eye for whatever reason and thought we would try it out. It's a solid, solid beer. Like Alex, just, I mean, the, the summer IPA, it's a perfect explanation of, of what this beer is. It's not too crazy. It's got a little, you know, the six and a half percent, like at least here in Washington, that's, I don't know. It feels like it's par for the course almost here in Washington. Certainly for the <laughs> IPA community. Yeah. But uh, solid beer. Uh, in terms of bottle cap raking for me, I'd probably give this about a 7 out of 10. Yeah. I'm right there at the same 7 out of 10. It's it's not my it's not my go-to summer IPA, but at the same time, it's, it's definitely a good one. So make sure you try them out if you get that chance. Again, that's Ruben's Brews, and that's their summer IPA. Cool. So let's jump into the topic today, Ryan. Yeah. So, you know, it was interesting. Um, I was reading an article by Morgan Housel a couple, it must have been a couple months ago. And his conversation was all about, you know, how people, when they plan financially, right, they're they're planning or they're predicting what could occur and um, from a negative aspect, what could occur so that they would... Um, have adequate savings or liquidity to handle that negative event. And as I was reading this, more and more and more, he was going through stories like, okay, think about it. It's year 2000, right? That's the dot-com bubble. Right. Right? You're planning. You're like, oh, crap, I just lost some money in the market. You know, maybe I should have some more savings laying around. So maybe you're putting more money in savings. Oh, and then 9-11 happens. Like, was that in your plan when you're going through like, oh, well, if crap happens, I've planned for it. Okay. Was 9-11 on that agenda? No. And none of the other major events that occurred in history are on that list. Yeah. I mean, in almost every, what's interesting about it is, and you went through different you know, events that have occurred. And in almost every event, like a lot of times it's the prediction of, well, the market's going to have a downturn, right? And you and I always make the joke, right? The, the, the stereotypical, like, you know, people have predicted the, the downturn of the market like every year. Right. <laughs> right. But no one ever talks about these one-off events. You know, the pandemic that happened in 2020. Yeah, you hear the term like black swan event thrown around quite a bit. Right. And I think when most people hear black swan events, they're they're thinking just market-based events. 
they're not thinking of the psychological effect of like what would have caused that and how does that enter into our psyche our thought process and like how do like essentially to a large extent it winds up preventing people from feeling comfortable taking dollars that they have on the sideline and putting them into the market yeah to you know i'm trying not to beat the dead horse but i'm really trying to like put yourself in this situation just to to walk me through this alex um we're going through the great depression yet we don't know that we're going through the great depression right so what i mean by that is the market collapses right and so the market collapses and it we're thinking oh crap this will be short term it'll eventually come back and so we're living it day to day we have concerns and maybe we're putting more money into savings and then everything else that started to occur through the great depression right the loss of jobs how the market started to come back and then came back down crashing again right through the fact you know so many people think about it as like oh the stock market crash of 1929 but they don't think about the other crashes that occurred during the 30s during the great depression it wasn't a one-time crash and even i forgot about that from the standpoint of yes it had a day where the market came down but it it went back up and then it came back and down further and then went back like it wasn't it was over several years Mm-hmm. that and people weren't thinking like that so imagine doing that then you lose your job then you're trying to feed your family your money maybe was in the, the stock market although back then there wasn't a ton of people actually in the stock market it was more of everything that came from that where you lost your job well the, there's also so many things that occurred back then like mortgages were callable mm-hmm. like that's one of the places one of the events that has people thinking i have to pay off my mortgage because the store like what happened to a lot of people was their mortgage got called which means like okay if you owe 50k left on your mortgage you had to come up with 50k whether that was through like refinancing or restructuring or coming up with the cash to be able to pay it off within a very short period of time given that nobody was lending the, the only solution was having the cash and so it became this really negative effect and a lot of people wound up losing their their family farm or their family home things of that nature and so it became this thing of like hey pay off your mortgage as soon as you can to get out from underneath this thing and what got lost was the reason why and the changes that occurred where mortgages are no longer callable so put yourself in those shoes would you ever have predicted like most people i think plan for maybe a year of downturn like that and i say maybe because i don't think that's really what they're really planning for i think they plan for three months because three months of emergency fund is is typical what we hear right that's the rule of thumb right right so now that we know the true black swan events occur and they don't occur like one time for like one month it can go i mean the great depression i mean it was a decade worth of of living through different things and different life experiences so when we talk about room for error is the most important factor for of long-term success what i want you to think about is imagine experiencing let's just talk about the the stock market being down imagine the stock market being down for three straight years which by the way that's happened as recently as what 2001 and 02. Mm-hmm. so in the last 20 years it's happened so imagine the stock market being down for three years. 
what would come from that as well? Would you be okay? And the answer to that question is, don't know. Did you lose your job? Like there's too many variables. So this is what we're talking about. Room for error is the most important factor of long-term success. So this whole like, well, I don't want to sit on cash, right? I don't want 12 months of, of income sitting in my savings account because I'm missing out on a rate of return, Ryan and Alex. And if you're only looking at it from a rate of return statement, you are 100% correct. Yeah. Now, all, now put real life into that scenario. <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's imagine that we were getting close to retirement in 2000. And we were trying to go ahead and get that last little bit before, before we retired. And then the dot com bubble burst. And now we're down, you know, 30, 40% in our portfolio. Like, are we able to retire? Depends on how we were doing planning. If you're doing proper planning, it probably didn't affect you that much. Now, if you still walked off the job in March of 2000, chances are you were having some heartache and some, some concerns when 2001, 2002, 9-11, the accounting crisis that fall, all of that stuff right in that one time period occurred. But at the same time, like if we're doing proper planning, it shouldn't wind up being a long-term issue. Think about it from this standpoint, right? I know many people listening to like, okay, Ryan, Alex, I get your point. I probably should have more money accessible to me that's not in the stock market. So that's maybe what people are hearing from us right now at this point is, is planning, right? Having that room for error. And what I want you to also consider is, let's just say that event never occurs again. Highly unlikely, but let's just play the game. Like somehow magically, we never have that black swan event again in the next 80 years. Would you be able to leverage the amount of money that you're sitting on that's not quote unquote in the stock market to possibly be better off later, later on? So we're gonna have another episode talking about leveraging and what that means. And I'm just putting that plug in there for you right now because people only think about the money that's sitting on the sideline and what rate of return they're losing there rather than what they could gain from the other money and un maybe unlocking the other assets that they have. Yeah, it's uh, it's a double-edged sword and most people only think about it from one direction. Yep. So let's let's move on here. So, so we've got understanding the room for error is the most important factor. So where should people be putting their money? And we've identified like three places that people can put their money where they're not going to be concerned about having the same type of market type risk. Now, one of them comes with a really, really big caveat because it depends, like it, well, what we're going to talk about is like one of the things is a brokerage account. And so much of this, the answer depends upon what we actually hold in said brokerage account. Yeah. And I'll just, let's just define brokerage account because I think it's not spoken about often, so people forget about this. You can invest your money when it's not inside of a retirement account. Yeah, most of the people that we wind up, uh, most of their assets wind up in retirement accounts or in their house or their business. But yes, that, that's a common thing. So you can do that. And that's what Alice was, was mentioning there in, inside of that. So 
the brokerage account, right? So that, that's a place that we could put money. Now, we obviously, if it's all in stocks and bonds, right, that does have an effect in terms of the stock market goes down, but at least that money's accessible to us. Yeah, and there's ways that we can go ahead and like segregate out certain dollars where like we can put it into things that aren't going to have the same movement as the stock market that are going to have more less volatility that are going to be more safe and secure there's a host of different investments we can put inside of that brokerage account to make it work the way in which we're talking about yep the other place to put money shocker savings right put money in the savings account but ryan my bank is paying me zero point nothing look again we're gonna have a whole episode talking about leverage leverage of money and the fact of the matter is is having the money sitting in savings isn't a bad thing. Like imagine, I just want you to consider for those of you who are listening to this and they're in tech, like for the most part, tech professionals didn't get affected from a loss of job um, from the pandemic. But I want you to stop and consider, imagine you were the one that was affected and you could not go to work for that period of time. How would that have affected your financial picture? Yeah. Or think about it from a standpoint of not having the liquidity to be able to go buy the piece of property that seemingly everyone went out and bought an RV or a property. Yep. And then the third spot is permanent life insurance. And we're not going to go into the details of, you know, of permanent life insurance. We've done a whole episode on that. So make sure you check that out. If, if you haven't heard that, there are certain permanent life insurance products out there that, um, you know, first and foremost, it's life insurance, right? So it's, it's protection of, of your income and your, and for your family. But the second piece is, is it, it can have an asset that's called cash value that goes in that, that you can actually access uh, if designed appropriately um, for that. And that money is liquid, meaning you can access it. And so those are the three places that we can put money, right? So brokerage account, savings account, and certain types of permanent life insurance. The biggest takeaway here that I want people to understand is those are three places to put it. The whole purpose of putting money there is for that room for air. The last thing you want, I think, no one's told me no, no to this, but I'm waiting for the no from someone. The last thing you want is some event occurring and ruining you financially. Yeah. Right? This goes back to the protect from the worst threats first, right? And I know this, I hate having a negative conversation um, because it feels like sometimes our industry can almost preach the negative so much to make people make decisions. And, and that's not the, the purpose of today, but the purpose of today, the purpose of today is really understanding. Imagine the freedom you would have if you're prepared for like that black swan event and you're actually maybe overly cautious and you're still going to be okay. Well, and the flip side to that coin is that if we're prepared for those negative events, we're also prepared for positive events. I was talking to somebody uh, last week where, you know, they had a a new neighbor move into the their neighborhood when they were, you know, in their, you know, just getting started in their late twenties, early thirties. And the the neighbor goes, Hey, you should really invest in this new company that I'm working for. Even just throwing like five grand or ten grand at it will will do wonders for you. And the person didn't have the ability to do that. And so they chose not to. That company was Microsoft. Like imagine what putting five grand or 10 grand 
into Microsoft back in the early 90s would have done. Yeah, I mean, people always talk about, right, if, if I only had the money when exit occurred, right? Well, this is the way to have money. <laughs> right. So, look, maybe it's not a stock tip. Maybe it's like a piece of real estate comes available or like who knows what the opportunity is. But there are as many good stories out there about positive things happening because you have access to liquidity. This, is, this isn't just a negative story. Yeah, so the, the big takeaway we're hoping that comes across is prepping or preparing, and it, it's impossible to prepare for the unknown event because, I mean, that's the definition of unknown. You, you can't prepare for something that you don't know is going to occur. So having that extra room for error is important. Maybe having a little bit more access to money than what you're comfortable with might feel good long term, which takes us to the question of the day, Alex. Our question today is what would having room for error mean for your situation? So head over to beerandmoney.net and there's a spot for you to answer that question. If this spurred any like ahas for you or, you know, thoughts that you know, I've never looked at it or thought of it that way, share it with a friend, share it with a family member, because I'm guessing is if you had that aha, they might as well. And that's a whole sure. reason that we started this podcast is to be a resource. Head over to the beerandmoney.net site and share it with us too. Absolutely. As always, we hope this episode was valuable. And Mr. Collins. Cheers. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities Guardian or Quantified Financial Partners and opinions stated are their own. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax legal or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. All investments and investment strategies contain risk and may lose value. This material is intended for general public use. By providing this content, Park Avenue Securities LLC is not undertaking to provide investment advice or a recommendation for any specific individual or situation or to otherwise act in a fiduciary capacity. Please contact a representative for guidance and information that is specific to your individual situation. Ryan and Alex are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC. OSJ 200 Market Street, Suite 1850, Portland, Oregon 97201. Phone number 503-221-1226. Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities member FINRA SIPC. Financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. Park Avenue Securities is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Quantified Financial Partners is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. Ryan Burklow, AR Insurance License Number 1531942, CA Insurance License Number 0K24924, Alexander Collins, AR Insurance License Number 7264699. CA Insurance License Number 0H24806, Pinpoint Number 2022-139056, Expiration June 2024.